Welcome back to the Rectify Setting Records Straight. I am your host, Kiana Sanchez, aka Keel, and I'm back with you with episode 26. The title of this episode will be the, Pur- the Purpose and Power of Prayer. And this will be part one because I want to do this in part and I'm going <laughs> off of how I am studying it. And the things I've learned about prayer recently has really helped me to better understand prayer. And it makes me want to pray more because at first when I would pray, I felt like I wasn't doing it entirely, you know, the way that God desired me to. And I was doing it pretty much in a, in a very ritualistic way. So we want to come out of that place of religion and step into kingdom. And that's what I want to talk about today and Uh, this episode. So let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Rectified Setting the Record Straight. I know I have been off of this podcast for almost two weeks and I was recently on vacation because congratulations to my brother and my new sister, you know, a new addition to our family, Kiran and Rachel. Uh, They got married and I'm just really happy for the both of them because you know, to witness the union between two people is such a beautiful thing. And I'm just really grateful that, you know, they're able to step into that chapter, this new chapter in life together. But um, <laughs> let's talk about today's topic on prayer, the purpose and power of prayer. So recently, um, I won't say recently, I'll say about a few months ago, probably in June, I bought uh, some books by Dr. Miles Monroe to kind of help me to not only better understand uh, my position in faith, but to better understand the kingdom of God, because he has many books on the topic of the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. And he also has many sermons on it. And I've been watching them. I've been taking notes and I've been studying on the kingdom of God by myself and things of that nature, of course, with the help of the Holy Spirit. And I recently started back reading in my book about the purpose and power of prayer. And in this book, I've only managed to get to chapter three and I stopped for a while and then I felt drawn to go back to it because I was like, you know what? I need to get into this book. I really need to read it. I really need to digest what I'm reading and I really need to take it in because everything he talked about in that uh, book is really good. And the things that I've read so far has been very helpful. And one thing I want to point out about prayer is this. So to basically understand prayer, I know we're all familiar with the scripture in Matthew chapter six, where Jesus tells us that if we pray, he tells us to go into a room um, amongst ourselves and pray to the father who sees us in a secret place and he'll reward us openly. So I know we're very familiar with that in Matthew chapter six. And another thing I want to point out is this. We have to understand prayer is not a ritual is not something that we do as a means to just you know say that we did it excuse me but I noticed many times we as believers we treat prayer as though it's a task like it's something we have to do today and if we don't do it then we're not doing things right and we treat prayer as if it's just you know a ritual and it's not And I like that Dr. Miles Monroe pointed out that prayer is petitioning. And when you understand what it means to petition in a courtroom, you'll begin to better understand prayer because prayer is um, the Greek word petition translated into the English word prayer that we call prayer. But uh, 
prayer has everything to do with petitioning to God, asking God to do something on our behalf. Of course, he isn't going to just do anything that we pray for because many people can pray for many things and they not be, you know, with well intent. The purpose of prayer is to ask God to intervene on our behalf through, you know, to ask God and heaven to intervene on our behalf to interfere with our earthly affairs. And that's the best way that uh, Dr. Miles Monroe put it. And I agree with that because if you read the All Father's Prayer, I know that we all know this as the Our Father Father Prayer that Jesus gave the disciples because when he asked them, teach us how to pray, he taught them the Our Father Prayer. And we know that um, Our Father Prayer is a prayer that, you know, basically maps out what we ought to pray about. And Jesus tells us in this prayer, he said, Our Father who is in heaven, holy is your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. Now we have to understand, Jesus was showing us to pray that we acknowledge God for who he is. So we acknowledge him not only as our Father, but that he's a holy God. And that we want his kingdom in the earth and his will to be done in the earth. And then he says, you know, give us this day our daily bread. And we know he talks about the bread of life and things of of that nature. And in other words, give us what we need for this day. Give us what will sustain us in this day. And then he says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all evil. Well, I actually skipped over a part. But he tells us, you know, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. He wants us to be forgiving because he said, remember, he said, if we don't forgive others the way that God forgives us, he won't forgive us for, you know, the things that we don't ask for forgiveness. And we have to be very intentful for what we ask in forgiveness. But I know we all know the Our Father prayer. So I recommend that you go back, write it down, put, you know, put on your wall if you need to. That should be a foundation for prayer. Because we want God's will to be done. And if you also read in Psalms 100, it talks about, you know, entering into the courtrooms of heaven, entering into the gates of heaven and things like that. And he says we enter in um, with thanksgiving and praise. So the more that we begin to understand how to not only enter the spiritual realm, but how to fully connect with God. And we understand how we can be closer to him and develop that intimate relationship. Our prayer life becomes no longer a task, but it becomes a a, a means of communicating with God and desiring his will instead of our own. And prayer, we always look at it as a means of just asking God for things. But the thing is, when we pray, when we pray, we're coming before God to see not only what his will is, but to also have ourselves uh, to be, the best way I can put it is coordinated. <laughs> to have ourselves coordinated with what he desires in that time and moment. And like the purpose of prayer, this is just basically the the basis of prayer is to commune with God in order for him to interfere with earthly affairs. So that's the purpose of prayer. And the power of prayer is knowing that we can connect with our heavenly father, our divine, uh, a divine nature who is God. And he can step in, in, you know, this physical world and 
operate spiritually and not only spiritually spiritually but physically because he needs a vessel we are the vessels that he need in order for him to interfere in the things of this world so prayer has so much power in it and i know we'll get to that point eventually where i can go into more depths about the purpose and power of it but i just want to you know talk about the basics of it like the thing is Prayer is so much more than what we think it to be. Prayer isn't just, you know, asking God for forgiveness constantly. And I and before anyone takes offense to that, if we ask God for forgiveness and we remain in a, a, a place or in a mental state of holiness, we wouldn't have to constantly ask for it. But if we know we need to uh, ask for forgiveness about something, then we should do that. But in the, in other words, I just want to encourage you, just stick to what Jesus taught. <laughs> just stick to what he taught. And another thing about prayer is, I can honestly say my prayer life hasn't been the best because I was always looking at prayer as if it was a task. And I can honestly say that because most times when I did pray, I would feel God move. And then there were times when I would pray and I didn't feel his presence and that's one thing that I can say that we shouldn't rely on in prayer. We shouldn't rely on, you know, filling God tangibly. Like what we should most likely look for is to know that we're connected to him and to know that he hears us and that we hear him. And most of the times we're always looking for a dramatic experience with God in order to know that he's with us. But God can give us confirmation in our thoughts, because just like the word of God says in first Corinthians chapter two, who can know a man's thought, lest it be his own spirit. And if the spirit of God be in us, then we not only have the mind of Christ and we understand the thoughts of God, but he also understands our thoughts. And what makes us think that, you know, God can't place thoughts in our mind to help us understand and know that it's him. And I, I've always told people like, I know when God is speaking to me at times because he would place something in my thoughts that I know it clearly wasn't me thinking it, but it's him. And he's given me an idea to help me to process, you know, what I need to do in that time or to do what I need to do in that time. So we have to, under have to understand God isn't always going to talk to us audibly. But if he does, I'm like, that doesn't take away from the fact that he talks to, you know, us in many different ways. He talks to us in a way that we're receptive and we're, you know, that we'll respond. But in other words, prayer is something that we do and we should do, but it shouldn't be something that we have to do constantly because I know before I, I you know, people take that the wrong way. Understand, I'm not saying that, you know, you shouldn't pray every day. Do that if you, you feel led to. Do it if you know you should. The point I'm trying to make is this. If we order our will like if we get an order with the will of God and put our will in his will and we're doing what we know he's leading us to do, then there wouldn't be a need for us to constantly pray all the time. We would still pray, obviously, if we need to make a, a request or something. But prayer shouldn't be used as a means to get what we want. It shouldn't be a means of asking God for things that we know that isn't, you know, relevant of asking about. And there's many things that we can honestly say as people we pray about. Like, for example, I'm using myself as an example. But, for example, I used to pray 
you know, when I was in relationships with certain people, I used to pray and be like, God, you know, change this person's heart for me, things like that, blah, blah, blah. Not realizing I was praying out of a place of witchcraft because witchcraft has everything to do with manipulating another person's spirit, another person's soul, I meant. And if you're trying to manipulate a matter and trying to control a matter, an instance of it to benefit you, that's a problem. But if we're praying about a matter for God's will to be done, then that's a, a very different uh thing because God's will is holy, is pure, is with good intent. But our, you know, sometimes our intent of praying for things or praying for others isn't always coming from a place that is with good intent or coming from a place of holiness. Because we as individuals, we're trying to come to a place where we're sanctified and we're perfect and we're, you know, in agreement with what God desires. So as believers, we have to be very careful what we pray for because sometimes we pray things ignorantly and then when they don't come to fruition we get upset with God and then we're like you know God doesn't answer my prayers and this and that but we have to ask ourselves what is the condition of our heart and why are we praying what we're praying about because it's easy as a it's easy as a believer to feel entitled to certain things when you have had God respond to specific prayers we get this sense of entitlement that we deserve things that we pray for just because a, a certain prayer has been answered. So we have to really examine ourselves before we get upset and say that God is being unfair because sometimes we pray about things in the moment or in the heat of a moment where we feel a certain way. So we should be careful about what we pray for. Another thing I want to talk about, because I know this episode isn't going to be all that long, but another thing I want to mention is I like how um, in the book that Dr. Miles Monroe wrote about the purpose and power of prayer, he would put quotes by other men and women of God who said certain things that obviously the Holy Spirit led them to say. But one that John Wesley said was that prayer is a means to God interfering. I believe that's how it goes, but prayers is a means to God. And when we pray, we're praying because we desire God's will more than anything. We want God to, you know, fulfill his purpose and intent in the earth. And God already said that he'll do that. So in order to get in alignment with that, we pray. We petition for him to. And I just want to encourage people to, um, like, watch the teachings of Dr. Miles Monroe about the kingdom of God and to watch his teachings about prayer because he touched on some really deep subjects that I know myself personally. I can't do it unless I actually studied on it for a while. But as many things that I have studied over the years that have helped me to grow in my understanding and my relationship with Christ. And in order for us as believers to truly grow in prayer, we have to understand what prayer is and why we do it. Because many of us were just told we need to pray and we go off that and we only know very few scriptures about prayer and we go based off of that. But there's more to it than just, you know, something we practice religiously, because just like uh, Dr. Miles Monroe said, he said, why is it that many of us, we show up to church on Sundays, but on Wednesdays or Thursday nights or whenever, you know, a church holds prayer night, 
there's only like three to five people there. It's because those who show up, they believe in what they pray and they believe that prayer is effective. And most of us don't really believe that prayer is as effective as we think it is. And we only use prayer as an emergency dial to God. We treat prayer as if it's a 911 call instead of as if, you know, it's our means of communicating with God daily as friends. And not just as friends, but because we're his children. So we have to truly ask ourselves, do we believe what we pray? Do we believe that prayer is effective and that it can work in our lives? Because if we don't, then we're just you know, praying amiss. This is what he meant when he says you ask amiss and you ask, you know, with the wrong intent and things like that. You ask and don't even know why you do. So when we pray and ask God for things, we have to, you know, truly believe what we're asking for and truly want what we're asking for. And many of us, we pray not because we we want things or because we believe it, but we we pray because we're told to do it. We just know that it's something we can do, but we don't understand why we do it. So that's why we have to understand for ourselves what prayer is and why we should do it and why it's of importance. Because prayer has everything to do with communing with God. It has everything to do with communing with him so that he can interfere in us and he can use us as a vessel, that we can be a willing vessel for God. So we have to really, you know, look deep into what we do is the same with fasting because I, I know there's things I've been learning recently about it that I would like to share, but I will in due time. But other than that, there's many things that we treat religiously and ritualistically as believers instead of, you know, doing these things because we understand it. So that's why the word of God tells us with all that, get and get wisdom and understanding. We have to truly understand what we're doing and use wisdom with it. And that's why we as people have to know what we, you know, what we do and why we do it. Because remember, people perish for the lack of knowledge. So don't reject the truth of God because of your lack of understanding. Get a knowing for yourself. Get an understanding for yourself and use wisdom. But with that being said, this is the Rectified Setting Record Straight. I am your host, Kiana Sanchez. I look forward to getting back on here soon and making another episode for you guys. And let's just, you know, remember to always read our Bibles for ourselves, get an understanding for ourselves. And like before we jump off on the deep end, calling everybody a false prophet or a false teacher or whatever the case may be, (laughs) let's get a knowing and understanding for ourselves. So you all be blessed. I pray that God helps us all, even myself, to understand prayer and that we can develop a prayer life that is effective and that he continues to give us the strength and the wisdom and the knowledge and understanding that we need according to his word. So you be blessed.